Today's episode of Better Call Saul is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some Cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20 today. All right, are we ready to just jump in and do this thing? Who's ready? Ready. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and with that, I will begin. Welcome back, people. What a great day today. To Daily DVR does better call Saul. My name is Axel. My co-host and the birthday boy today is Heath Sentazo. We have two amazing guests. We're going to talk to them right away, then I'll get to the rest of the intro. First up is Gina. Gina, why don't you say hello and tell everyone where they can find out more about your great podcast and you and all that stuff. Oh, okay. So I'm Gina. Um, I produce a podcast about The Handmaid's Tale, which will start up again I guess when they announce when season five is going to start, but you can search for it under resisting Gilead on basically anywhere you download podcasts and take a listen. Um, We've covered seasons three and four so far. So yeah, have a listen and get ready to join us when season five starts. Fantastic. And you can probably hear a little bit of my garage door closing in the background as I introduce our second very special guest on today's birthday pod. It's the creator of Podcast Winterfell, our friend and yours, going all the way back to the lost days, again here to celebrate with us, who also appeared on many of the Breaking Bad shows that we talked about. Remember that back in the day? It's, of uh, course, our friend and yours, Matt Murdock. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, Axel. Thanks again for having me. It's so lovely to talk to you and Heath at the same time. I think it might have been five or six years since we've done this. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been since what season five of Game of Thrones that we all three were in the same room, yeah. and we get the lovely Gina with us as well. I'm so happy about that uh, because I did a podcast with you, Axel, and her uh, last year regarding yeah. the uh, the uh, the Bill Clinton saga. Yes, you did that we watched, and I am very happy to be here uh, as usual. I will stick my nose in where it doesn't belong, and I will continue to bother everybody until I get what I want, which is, uh, you know, chaos. But from there, you know, if you want to find more chaos of me, just find any Double P podcast, and I'll be I'll be there. And also, chaos is a ladder. I know. I was just thinking, little finger in this. I was scenario. waiting for I was waiting for Axel Sansa. to do the little finger voice. Sansa. Um, but you can also go to mattsaudioblog.com and find all your great stuff. You've been doing, I've, I've been liking lately, you've been doing some stuff about the MCU and your power rankings and some funny stuff too, Matt. You're becoming quite a comedian. 
Well, that's what happens when you hang around with Bubba and Catfish for a while. It it rubs <laughs> off. It doesn't rub off as well on me as they do it themselves. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, this year, awesome. uh, which is coming up just this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. First two episodes drop of 2022. So be sure to check out Parsec Passion. I'll be doing the music analysis only. If you're looking for anything that's actually funny, leave that to Bubba and Catfish. They handle all that. Those guys are great. Well, tonight we're going to be great. And we're going to be talking about a great episode. Better Call Saul Season 6, Episode 7, entitled Plan and Execution. And uh, it was really something. We're going to get into it. And it was actually the half season finale they're going to take a break and they're going to come back july 11th and we're going to come back too for the final six episodes and i was just listening to the old uh better call saul insider and i didn't really realize this but they're taking a break literally because they have to like they just finished the episode we watched last night uh or two nights ago so they have don't have the episodes ready to show (laughs) so they are i didn't realize that but they were talking about it on the show and they were like we are so close to not being able to we were so close to not being able to even hit that deadline that every time we started came in for a day or we were leaving they would say now remember everyone if anyone gets covid we're not going to make air date bye (laughs) have a nice night so it was i didn't really even realize that but yeah they really that's why they split it up like that because they had like they could only get this many done and then they needed the time to get the rest done and from what they indicated there's a lot is going to happen in the in the last six episodes and we're going to be there with you. You can check us out at dvrpodcast.com. You become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. And also email us. Send your feedback at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. I did already mention that it's Heath's birthday. Happy birthday, Heath. Thanks for coming on on your birthday. Did you have a good day, pal? I had a wonderful day. Better than Howard's. Um, yeah. Close second. But... No, I had a great day. Spent it, spent it with Lady Solo. Uh, we're really, really celebrating Friday. Going to a little Angels Blue Jays game in Anaheim on Friday. Nice. It's uh, Shohei Otani Obi Wan Otani bobblehead night. So I, it's 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 interesting that the show drops May twenty seventh, and they're doing a Obi Wan Shohei bobblehead night that night. So that's cool. Cool. Very cool. I don't know what any of that means, but I hope that you have a great time. You don't know. You no. don't understand. <laughs> no, I they don't. give away they give away bobbleheads at games, like to fans oh, okay. first. Twenty thousand fans. This one, Shohei Otani plays for the Angels, is an Obi Wan theme. So it's probably him in a cloak with a oh, lightsaber instead of a bat. So that's kind of cool. That's 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 what I was trying to say. All right. Now I get it. I had it. to interpret. I had yeah. to interpret for you. But no, yeah, so. I didn't, yeah, baseball people, I don't really know much about baseball anymore, though every year I do consider watching it again because I figure it's kind of relaxing. It's fun, you know, you just kind of watch it's it. It's either in your DNA or strike not. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strike it out. That's what I did when I used to play. All right. Me too. <clears throat> well, let's get into this show. Obviously, Howard bit it. Lalo shot him in the head. 
It was crazy. Andy and I did a quick 15 minute uh, emergency pod to which Gina said on the Facebook page, was it really an emergency? I mean, <laughs> didn't you know this was going to happen? So I want to start with that question, Gina, since you brought that up, I want to start with you and then let's go Matt and Heath. Um, why did, was this not a surprise? Did, did it catch you by surprise? How, what's your, what was your reaction to what happened there in Kim and Jimmy's apartment? So, I guess I wasn't surprised because I had a feeling Howard was going to die. And I wasn't surprised it was Lalo that did him in because there was a really weird feeling I had when Jimmy was dressing up as Howard that one episode. And all of a sudden I thought, Lalo's probably going to kill Howard thinking it's Jimmy or or something like that. And so I just had a feeling that somehow Howard was going to get in the way i didn't realize it would be right inside kim and jimmy's apartment like that but um it didn't surprise me and when he walked in i was just like oh this is not going to be good and howard's like what's going on you know and you kind of feel bad for the guy because if he hadn't had the day he had he wouldn't have even been there right right so mm, yeah But yeah, I just had a weird feeling Lala was going to do him in. But I I was thinking initially it was more he was going to, you know, Jimmy was going to be dressed as Howard again or vice versa since they were all all scheming and (laughs) trying to scam each other in the end. So, yeah. How about you, Matt? Were you surprised by this or what were you feeling going into this episode throughout this season so far? Very interesting uh, question, Axel. I was not surprised at all, but only because I listened to you and Heath talk about season six, episode six, and I heard you say, I'm worried Howard's going to die. And I thought, well, yeah, I guess he <laughs> does have to die at some point, doesn't he? Or some, all, almost all of these characters that we know outside of the ones that make it into Breaking Bad have to die at some point, or at least get written out of the story somehow. The how totally surprised me. I did not expect... I mean, you have two storylines that have come from completely opposite ends, and we were trying to figure out how they were going to cross over. You know that by the time Breaking Bad comes over, that Saul is pretty much 100% a cartel lawyer uh, with his little side business. But otherwise, I didn't see how, I for sure didn't see how the cartel storyline was going to completely consume the just everyday lawyer star, uh, you know, storyline in one second one single shot i'm there's no reason for jimmy and kim to actually be relevant in terms of that other business anymore now it's just about survival and i i was completely shocked by the way it went down although i did get a sense in the very i guess it was the middle of the episode when lalo saw the cockroach And I got to thinking back about last season when he told Kim that Jimmy would survive the desert because he's a la cucaracha. And I thought, oh, no, he's going to go over there. But I didn't expect those two storylines to intersect in that way at all. Solo. Okay, well, I was totally surprised. And I didn't even we've been so locked in on whether Kim or Nacho were going to die that to me, Howard wasn't, wasn't even relevant. 
Um, I, I didn't, I figured, you know, he'll be written, you know, it'll end the season will end and, you know, we just don't see him in breaking bad. That's fine. Um, until Axel last week said, I think Howard might die <laughs> of an overdose or something. And I was like, then I started thinking, but then it totally didn't cross my mind as I got lost in this episode. And to be honest, um, I expected the episode to end with something with Gus. So we had, I think it was like 109 on the DVR to 111 when that scene started watching it the second time but the first time i watched it, i didn't realize the time so i expected they would have a little thing at the apartment and then we'd see another scene and with that candle going back and forth mm. at first i'm like oh and then when when you see lalo i'm just like and of course this episode gets a better uh understanding because there's things i did miss in the first viewing watching it at like seven in the morning or the next day uh, and I just recently watched it and I picked up so much more little dialogue that I didn't catch. But I'll tell you, plan and execution. How about a double meeting right there? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yep. Clever title. For sure. Very. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Plan and execution. Yeah, I was completely surprised and at the same t- only because <laughs> these motherfuckers the candle thing had me convinced that that was it, that Howard was there. Nothing else was going to happen. They were going to, I, I thought maybe I'm not as far as Lalo and all that, but I thought that that maybe Kim was going to hurt Howard, You, you know, at the point when he's goading her, right. When he says, Jimmy, I understand why you did this. You've always had it in you. But Kim, you're you are one of the most brilliant legal minds I've ever seen. And she goes and picks up the bottle and the glass. And I thought that she was going to throw it at him or something, you know, and then it was going to stick in her neck. And then they were going to be like, we got to get the vacuum cleaner guy. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get Kim out of here. But I just I still was worried about Howard. But even once Lalo appeared, I still didn't think I was like, they can't do this. So they they really got me. And I have to mention again, the fact that he not only gets shot in the head, but then they went so far as to include the part where his jaw hits the side of the table and dislocates. Mm. So then when he's on the ground, that perfect Howard face, because I mean that dude Patrick Fabian, he's a good looking dude. Is just very good so, looking man. Yeah, yeah, it's like distorted. And I felt that that was another one of their brilliant little metaphors, just little signals to the audience of how Jimmy and Kim had just distorted reality in a sense to create this happening, right? That they put everyone's life in danger for this bullshit and it could have been Howard. It could have been that old lady who was, they brought into the meeting. She could have had a reaction when Howard had her, he hands her the thing or like, it's just illustrated to me how much I feel. And I want to ask again, another question at y'all let's go in the same order. You could just pick up from each other. Let's go Gina, Matt and solo. Do you feel, and I'll start though, I think Jimmy and Kim are responsible for this. Yes, Lalo pulled the trigger, 
but they brought these worlds together. They created the environment that led to this. And it wasn't happenstance. It was a fucking plan. His brains were probably splattered on the plan itself, right? Because it's on the painting on the wall. So I just, I don't know. I feel that they are responsible for this and that they'll feel if they live through this, if, because I have to feel that they are going to live through this. I don't think that Lalo and Kim are going to, or because we know Jimmy's not going to get taken out, but that Lalo, that Kim would get taken out so quickly. I feel like they're going to live through it. And I feel like they're going to live to feel the guilt of it. Do you agree with that, Gina? Um, I do agree they're responsible. In some ways, I feel Kim is more responsible because I think if she had told Jimmy Lala was still alive, he would have been too afraid to continue with the thing on Howard. He would have been watching his back more and, and focused on something else like, you know, the priority would not have been Howard anymore. So I feel like Kim is even more responsible. I mean, she even like gave up a huge career opportunity to keep going with this. It's just, you know, she's grown more bizarre as time's gone on, unfortunately. But yeah. Yeah. I also think ironically that I don't know how they're going to spin Howard's death, but the fact he was taken out by Lalo Salamanca almost goes along with the story they were trying to create that he was um, a drug addict. Oh, wow. Love that. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, man. Damn, maybe Gina's like a secret con artist on the side. We don't know. (laughs) She's figured it all out. Gina, you're uh, writing this show, aren't you? That's what it is. No, but I've been reading uh, the Louise Penny uh, Three Pines Murder Mysteries like nonstop for the last month. So I feel like my mind is just kind of in that mode. <laughs> oh, my. Is Jimmy and Kim responsible as much as Lalo or Lalo? Lalo. Lay low, you got me on my knees. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh I, I I mix up my uh vowel sounds often, but I don't I'm not gonna mix this up. They absolutely are responsible simply for the fact that in the world of Saul Goodman or Jimmy, whichever whatever you want to call him, these kind of coincidences happen so often. How could you not expect them to be responsible in some way? They they it's an incredible coincidence that Howard waited until that time of night to come over to that house and that Lalo or Lalo, Lalo, <laughs> Lalo. I keep doing Get it. Uh, that Lalo came over at that time makes much more sense for him than it does for Howard. I guess Howard had to tie one on to get up the courage to even just say what he said, because I ended up feeling really bad for Howard in this last couple episodes, except for the way that he treated uh, the, the, the class, uh, leader, Irene, that just seemed, um, too self-serving in a lot of ways cloaked in like this obsequiousness that just destroyed me. Um, but still totally felt bad for Howard. Of course, who, how, how could you not, but yeah, they're totally responsible for it. Here's the thing that 
and and Heath, I'm going to pass this along to you to pass the ball. But the thing that I'm worried about is I'm getting really confused about where this story is converging with Breaking Bad, because the first time we meet Jimmy. Who is Saul by then when he's with Walter and, and Jesse. It doesn't he say, did Lalo send you? So, no, I think uh, he says it's Ignacio's fault. No, something no, the, that, no, what is it? Yeah, he that's when it's um, it's not uh, Walter. He's taken to the desert with them and yeah. they have masks on. Right. Yeah. And he yeah. thinks it's um, he he says it was Ignacio. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Okay. And he doesn't he, say, didn't Lalo send you? Because he doesn't I say, I, he doesn't say Lalo, I Matt. I saw a clip of that just not too long ago. Okay. But I don't remember him saying did uh, anything about Lalo, but he, it, it is, there's something he says, which makes it sound like someone else that it could have been Lalo. People have theorized okay. that it was him. Oh, yeah, because, well, we, there was a really great prediction on what might happen to Lalo on the show last on your podcast last week. And so if that happens, then Jimmy might not necessarily know about it. Mm, True. I found it. Um, In the episode, all he says is it wasn't me. It was Ignacio Ignacio. He's the one. And then that's all he says. Okay. So what the, yeah, because I think, I think mean? what you might be referring to, Matt, is when I believe when um, Gus talks to Hector that he's like, all oh, your Salamancas are dead. I think that was the only thing I've heard them sort of mention generally about Lalo, if he's included in that, meaning a lot of people think he's dead in that point of the Breaking Bad timeline. Uh, but I believe that's that's about it. I don't think Lalo was ever mentioned in Breaking Bad. Uh, I, you know, I haven't read. I have to find that clip and post it because I'm almost certain I heard him say. Yeah, I'm Lalo looking Cindy. it up right now, Matt, because I know what you're saying. There is something mm. that he says before or after that. At the same they time, they are standing at the they are standing at the RV with their masks on. And he's on his knees and he sees the hole. Yeah. And anyway, it's it's a moot point. Let's let's move on. Oh, Sorry you know what that. you know what no, you know what it is? It said lay low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Sorry, what it was. Matt, I have, I have, oh, Matt always feeding so me comedy gold. So that's perfect. Oh that's why you're the actor, Solo. That's why you get paid the big bucks, baby. Because you well, speaking of big out, bucks, that was fun. What, what I was <laughs> yes. gonna throw it over to you, Solo. Where do you want to yeah, go? Speaking with of this? big bucks, okay. Well, I have actually a question for you guys, but I want to. I, I I'm in agreement. If you look at everything that has happened, I mean, you could trace it back to say it was Chuck's fault because they had McCutch, uh, McKellen whiskey um, after every big win, <laughs> so he had to bring the bottle over. No, but on, on a serious note, I I'm really because it's the later stages of this even down to Jimmy saying abort and um, Kim's like, it's got to happen today. And so that further, even there was a chance to stop it even then. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, 
And I think that's what's going to bring Kim down that rabbit hole of wherever she ends up. Because, I mean, seeing Howard get shot right in front of her. I know Saul has witnessed death in front of her. You know, especially, I mean, in, fr- in front of him, especially in the desert, the shootout, that messed him up for a while. I honestly don't think Kim rebounds for that because of her her logical mind. And she's and, and she's very, I don't know, the way her mind works, in my opinion, she's not going to be able to just forget about it and move on where maybe a Saul might be able to pack it down deep inside. I think Kim, because, you know, they, they had this buildup of Kim being the aggressive one and she's really the one doing the con and she wants to get Howard. And, and I just feel like this might break her in a way that could just put her off the grid. Who knows? But um, question for you guys, Howard getting hit on that, you know, getting shot and then his face and jaw and then landing. It reminded me, and I couldn't remember if it was better call Saul with Howard or breaking bad was someone like in Howard's home or somebody's home and they slipped on a rug and hit their head. Oh, do you guys remember something like that? I know who this is. It was Skylar's boss, Ted. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He was running from a couple guys and he slipped and he, his head like rammed into a kitchen Island. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Cause for some reason I was thinking like, Oh, how ironic. Cause I thought, I thought how it happened to Howard for some reason, but then Ted, yes, that's exactly what happened. Okay. It just, that brought, brought that moment, brought it back a little bit. But that's a great, that's a great callback then with why Howard's chin like hits the table like that. It's the same kind of thing, like showing how the actions, your actions end up bad things come from them, right? Like you have to be responsible for that. That's interesting. Yeah. And and, and again, just to, I mean, I just, you know, I brought this up in our pre-show before we started. I was like, are we supposed to hate Howard? And I'll tell you, you know, especially when he goes, yeah, I've been sleeping in the guest bedroom for over a year or well over. And and even Jimmy for a second is like, Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> like, like it just like, you know, when Howard's doing that speech and he's like, Oh, Howard, I got this far because of my dad and all that. But you realize as perfect, it may seem on the outside. He's, he's got a lot of demons, a lot of things going on. And, you know, and it isn't, you know, but, you know, flowers and chocolates and, you know, late night movies. I don't know what that all that means, but just happiness, I guess. Maybe I just described my life. No, um, <laughs> but but no, seriously, it just it. I love Jim and Kimmy. And, I you know, I root for, you know, I've gotten like kind of I mean, the execution of this plan was freaking brilliant aside from who it hurts. I mean, it was thought out and it was. It was awesome, but you know, Howard's death is on, on them. And I'm just, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough one. And I, and I know they probably did this on purpose to keep us like, cause we're, we're getting towards breaking bad now, whether better call, uh, better call Saul before the gene stuff ends. I don't think it's going to line up with years later with better call Saul. I mean, with, uh, breaking bad, but you know, there might be some a time gap of years. Who knows? But I just, it's amazing how 
you know, little slip and Jimmy stuff has turned into this big thing where it leads, like you said, it crosses the streams with the cartel and it's just, oh, Lalo, you son of a gun. Lalo. I like what you said about Jimmy being able to shrug this off and Kim not being able to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that that is something that sounds like what's going to happen. And I think that that could be the thing that kind of pushes them apart. Or I could just see Kim kind of resonating with what Howard said to her, you know, because right. he, he was, he was right, you know, and especially like mm -hmm. Gina said, she turned away this amazing opportunity to do this stupid shit. Yeah. I think Kim is either, going to blame herself right away and, and and be a total different person for a while or she, she she's going to pack it in and then break eventually uh you know later in the season i don't know which one will happen but um like, you know i mean she just saw howard get executed and what about the fact that she w would things be different if she had told jimmy like uh, i think gina had mentioned it um about lalo being still alive would he have gone through with the con? What would things been different? But she decided not to tell him. Why, Axel? Well, because she agreed with Mike that <laughs> she was the stronger <laughs> okay. one. You know? Well, you know, that actually, you know, we're talking about her kind of the being the one that breaks down and Jimmy the one is the one that moves on. But what if it's more like you know, after this kind of blows over, Gus Fring gets involved and is like, listen, your wife knows too much. I'm going to indenture you to be my lawyer mm. and you have to do it. Otherwise I'm going to kill your wife. And then maybe that's when Kimmy gets out of Dodge. Like, you know, she's scared. She doesn't want to stick around and maybe it's the only way to keep her safe. I don't know just an idea that's a, no that's an idea vacuum salesman you know it yeah. could have, she could be in hiding for all we know yeah well that's well, my well. hope <laughs> i i would yeah. rather that kim not die and i'd rather that we get gene time with kim and that somehow gina uh gina kim <laughs> kim and uh and uh jimmy figure something out with each other or come to a resolution of character. I, you know, the end of breaking bad, I guess in some way, you know, you say Walter spoiler alert rescues Jesse and you know, some in some way makes up for some of the things he's done, but not really at this point. Right. What Jim, Kim and Jimmy have done is as a result of something they put in motion, but they didn't pull the trigger or they didn't do the things that Walter did. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot, it's a lot different at this point. So I hope, I, I hope in my heart that there's an opportunity for both of them to get some sort of redemption, but especially Kim, you know, because I don't know. I don't think, you know, a lot of people say, and we'll talk about it. And we have talked about it. Who, who is, who she really is. Is this her is Howard, right? Is she, 
Is this just another side of her? I mean, I kind of choose to think that she can be many different things at once and make decisions that aren't so sound in different situations. So perhaps if Jimmy wasn't around, she never would have done anything like that. Or she just would have found a different Jimmy. You know? Right. And, and, and you can even um, take a look at their reactions to Howard when Howard's going. And, and it's like, maybe for a second, but most of the time, I think um, Kim is just like, all right, enough, get out. I don't care what you're saying. And Saul kind of feels it like uh, he wants to break down because you had mentioned like, Axel, you believed, you know, that Jimmy really loved Howard and really cared about Howard. And I saw some of that coming out a little bit, but then he would fight himself and kind of went with Kim and just had to, you know, not admit and stuff, but it, it just felt that way in that moment. Um, so if that, you know, that's before, of course, Howard got shot, but I, I, I think it was going the opposite way, but it'll be interesting to see how they deal with his death moving forward. Hey, Matt, yeah. earl- earlier you mentioned your, I guess, I don't know, unease or kind of questions of how they're going to resolve this kind of going into um, uh, Breaking Bad. And we got sidetracked with whether Lalo was mentioned. But I'd like to, you, you what did you mean by that? Like, w- in what way do you need, because for me, I don't really need it to do that at all. Okay. I just, I just kind of, I honestly am more interested in really just, Jimmy and Kim and Gene and that timeline than I am in, in this somehow melding with what Breaking Bad is. What do you mean by that? I think that if you look at anything that Vince Gilligan does, he likes to complete a story. And I don't know how you can complete Saul's story, especially, I mean, I mean, I don't like the idea of saying, oh, here's this segment, which is Breaking Bad, and here's Better Call Saul that reads up right up to it and then just stops and hops over it mm. and then and then ends on the other side somehow. Mm. I'm not a big fan of that. I feel like that there has to be some kind of tribute paid to the thing that made this particular show happen. Yeah, I do. I do, too, actually. And I read something that was kind of a rumor that Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston were going to be in this last half in some way, shape or form. And I wouldn't be surprised if they dedicate a full episode with those two in it. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I, if they appear or if they don't appear spoilers or not, or if people consider it, I don't really, it doesn't really matter if I, if I, I I don't actually, I don't remember. I don't know if I read that or not. Um, I uh, really, it doesn't interest me to like, I'd be happy to see what you're talking about, Matt, you know, but yeah. I also wouldn't be bothered by them just kind of abruptly ending it and jumping to the gene stuff. Well, there's, there's an awful lot of gene stuff that they've got to cover in six episodes, yeah. right? We've had all these payoffs yeah. or all these little tips and tidbits and teasers and stuff at the beginning of every season or what have you. And it's kind of like, well, what got him to that point? Where, 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 where do we see him jump? Maybe we saw him jump at the end of breaking bad, I guess, but I want to see stuff that leads up to why he's getting ready to call the vacuum cleaner guy again, you know? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I, I'm very interested in that because this really is their story. Hey, are you, are, are any of you bothered? We talked a little bit about this before, but are any of you a little bothered by the lack of Mike? The last couple episodes? Yeah, just this whole season, really. Like, well, Mike does true. not have that's a storyline. He has effectively just become a part of Gus's storyline. That's true. Dead air. Anyone? Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I have a feeling he'll have more of a storyline. I mean, this is why I think the Howard thing was just drawn out way too long. You know, that's why you're missing Mike is because I had to like two four four episodes of these shenanigans or four or five episodes (laughs) of these shenanigans. Um, I have a feeling something pivotal is going to happen between Gus and Mike. Um, And I think I think it was last week you said someone was saying on the pod that oh, Mike is going to save Gus's life and that's Mm. why they're so close. I actually think it's going to be the other way around. I think Gus is going to save Mike's life and that's why he is so loyal Ah. all throughout Breaking Bad as well. Love it, it, Gina. I I think you're right. It was me who said that. Yeah, I think you're right. I did a rewatch of Breaking Bad when I was, you know, knew I was going to be on this pod and I just wanted to like refresh. And Mike is so loyal to Gus. And, you know, especially like when Walt and Jesse are like trying to interfere and cause chaos, he's just like, don't mess with it. We'll leave this guy alone. You know, he's, he's just very protective of Gus. It's interesting. Mm. So. Be interesting. You know, maybe, I don't, I don't know if it'll have anything to do with uh, Mike, Mike's granddaughter and stuff, whether he does something to, you know, yeah, something's got to happen. Maybe, maybe he does save his life and, and versus versus the other way around, and he's just loyal. I mean, Mike is, you know. So, yeah, that will will be interesting. I didn't, I didn't really think of that. Um, well, you know, watching break. If, if I do watch Breaking Bad again, which I'm sure I will, it's going to change everything. The <laughs> thing know, that different, bro. the thing that I'm thinking, guys, and and it just might play into this or it might not, but you don't have a scene of gus hiding a gun down where he's going to build where he's going to build that meth lab without that paying off somehow right could that be where it pays off that seems to point in that direction um yeah you you know and, and i would i would believe i don't think now, maybe lost creators or somebody would do that and not answer. <laughs> um, just put it, just, you know, just put big tomatoes. This is Hawking to put the gun there. Where are the tomatoes? <laughs> Where are the, where's Gus's gun? Where's the double G? The double yeah. G, Gus's gun. Double G. <laughs> double G, we got it. We got it, Matt. We got it. Um, I, yeah, I, I think, I, I think that has to, you know, it may not be what we think, but it's gonna, it's gotta play into it. Um, and yeah. you know, and uh, when we get into the Lalo stuff this episode, um, yeah, a lot of interesting things there, but I'll uh step back, do a step back three that's basketball, Axel, okay. and I'll <laughs> hand it over to you. <laughs> um, 
Uh, we could talk about Lalo. Let's talk about Lalo. What's where? I mean, we're talking about that gun. It's there. That's where Lalo's going. You know, he he's he's uh, he seems to uh, have a plan to take that place over. That's what that's where he's been hiding in the sewer, um, looking at it. So I it does seem that that's where everything's going to end. My question is just how the fuck Gus knew that. But I guess it's he just he's Gus, you know, he's yeah. the man. He, he kind of figured out that this is the quest that Lala was on. I actually, I have to say, and we talked about the last episode, I was kind of surprised that Lala was back already. I thought, that's why it's weird to me, and I agree, Gina, that the Howard thing did take up so much of uh, Kimmy and Jimmy's time that I felt like I would have, now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of would have liked to see a little bit more of like their relationship stuff, cases stuff, that kind of stuff, you know, maybe not such an overemphasis on it. And then on the other hand, I was a little bit more interested in like Lalo in Europe, <laughs> you know, like he's just so awesome. Like the animated series. I mean, Lalo they, in if, honestly, if they came out with like, a six episode special series on AMC plus that was like, by the way, we shot all this other stuff with Lalo, this whole storyline we didn't use, but I would be there in a second. Like I, the guy is so awesome. I just wanted this. What's his name? Tony Dalton, right? Tony Dalton. Yeah. He's, I just wanted to see more of him. I was surprised he was back so soon. I thought I was really had convinced myself that this was going to end up back with the company and he was going to figure all that stuff out. And I'm still, that's why that did surprise me with Howard too. Cause it's like Lalo kind of painted himself in a corner by doing that in a set. You know what I mean? Like he's really going for broke it seems. And I'm just, I don't what his next steps are. If he thinks that Gus is going to somehow want, to keep Jimmy and Kim alive or if he's just getting, trying to get information from them. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? Solo? what's his next step after this? Who? Uh, Lalo? Yeah. Or Lalo. Okay. Well, Lalo. okay. Let's break. <laughs> let's break. Let's break Matt, you gave Howard us break on his knees. Lalo. Jimmy, Kimmy, yelling, please. Lalo. I was going there. I was. Feel, I felt that. Matt knew. Matt felt it too, right? Matt, you were about to hit those keys, weren't you? Oh man! Yes, I guess Matt was so excited that, that he's speechless. <laughs> he muted himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so couple of couple of couple of just things I want to mention. Then I have some actually some que- Lalo questions, and then we can lead into what's Lalo doing next. So. Um, I love the sound of the flip-flops. <laughs> oh, they really amp the sound of those flip-flops and get the close-ups once again of getting those feet in. You know, they love close-ups of stuff. Um, did you guys, my first question, I never knew a convenience store had sh- a row of showers you could use. Is that a, is that a New Mexico thing? Have I you guys ever? A, I think he was at a truck stop. Oh, is that what it was? A truck yep. stop? That, yep. That's what I figured. And I was like, wow, uh, these are really nice showers at a truck stop. Who knew? Yeah. I was like, AMPM, 7 Eleven has showers? Because I, you know, in rewatch, I did see the sign with the showers. 
up there. And I just said never. I guess I've been to a truck stop diner, but never a truck stop convenience. I don't know. But that makes sense. You know, you're a long haul and you need to freshen up. So that way was too shot. much time in those out, Keith. I mean, <laughs> as a band guy, you spend oh, yeah. a lot of time in truck stops. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that, that was something that just kind of, I mean, it's not a major thing, but I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, okay. That answers that. Um, my next question. Um, well, my next uh, observation that seat he created to poop in pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, so, you know, um, I guess he doesn't want to take a poop in the shower, but he's got his poop chair there that I thought was, that was pretty interesting. Um, um, I kept thinking of late. Now I'm going to say Lalo Lalo. Like he's kind of down in the hole. I was thinking of the wire, like he's in this hole and he's got great cell service, um, by the way. Um, so my big question is, okay, so, and uh, I'll, I'll send this to Gina and then we can do Gina, Matt Axel, I guess, or however you want to do it. So when he calls uh, Casa Tranquilla to talk to Hector, he, I, at first, when I first watched it, that hold music, for some reason, I was like, is that the music that's played at El Pollo Hermanos? <laughs> like, it just, I recognized that, like, music before. But then watching it a second time, I did hear some clicks or something. Yes. So, so is that what Hector mm -hmm. caught? Because evidently he knew that's why he hangs up, you know, goes on a rampage and then settles himself down and calls Hector back and basically tells him he's going after Gus. And, you know, and, and that allows Mike to pull surveillance off the lower probability of Lalo striking. So that's what why Mike's men didn't see Lalo come into Jimmy and Kimmy's house, because Mike says at the auditorium there that I pulled people. So so was it the, the clicking or because that mu is that music ring a bell to you at all? It just sounds like music that's played in. El Pollo uh, Los Hermanos there, El Pollo Loco. You know, you might be right about the music and that Gus somehow had the phones bugged there. And I'm even thinking that new receptionist, she didn't look familiar to me, but that could have been mm -hmm. a Gus person as well um, because she was new and didn't seem to know how to transfer the phones. But I totally think that, that um, Lalo heard some type of clicking because initially when he did that little video, he's like, I have found the proof. Da, 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 da. And I think that's right. what he was going to tell uncle. And then he realized the phones were bugged. And so yeah. then he told him the opposite yep. to create a diversion. Exactly. Right. He done yeah. fucked up. Yeah, I did hear. Yeah, I did hear like a not a clicking slash like there's there is like a two second sound you hear that breaks up the music um, that I think that's what he might have heard. And yeah. especially for this time frame, that's probably something. Right, Axel? That's exactly what it was. Yeah. OK. Yeah. OK. OK. Which, you know, him picking up on that. And then also I was thinking this because of his special ops surveillance from the sewer. 
Um, and even, you know, the fact, you know, he had tunnels and maybe it's, maybe it's, this is just, you know, the way drug cartel people live. But I was like, does Lalo have special ops background? Because this is like some next level shit, you know, I was just kind of yeah. like, he's, he's very savvy in a way, you know, that you just, I wouldn't necessarily expect since he also seems to be kind of a hothead. Well, Gina, yeah. be careful what you say here. We're, we're being recorded because <laughs> I can hear, I can hear clicking in the line. Yeah, I know. Me too. Well, you know, I thought Axel was like grinding potatoes or no, or I was hearing a little clicking too. There is, is a DEA agent with my name. Oh, wow. Yes. There uh -oh. is another Gina Giacchetti and she works for the DEA. Oh, Oh. I found Jesus, that out yeah. once when my great aunt called me and it's like, Gina, is there something you're not telling us? And <laughs> my name was in the newspaper for a big drug bust, ironically, in Oakland, where I do live. But Whoa. it was not me, Gina. Oh, wow. 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 So maybe that is the clicking. Wink, wink. Uh, it is. I am hearing a little clicking, though. Do you guys hear that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, is Donald like on this call, no, too? No, I don't know what it is. Uh, Let me try to. I don't know. Just that's okay. It goes with the theme. Or... Oh, it goes maybe, with the theme. Maybe it is me because I don't hear it. <laughs> I think it might be Eugenia. Is your oh. check your plugs? You got a chair? Yeah, I'm it's hearing it. Around D on D you. D8. D8. No, I'm on like right. a it's... super new MacBook, so I don't know. Okay. I can mute myself if I don't hear it anymore. I don't oh. hear it anymore. Okay, yeah, it comes and it goes. Okay. Maybe it is Lalo. I don't know. Maybe okay. he's listening to us now. He, he said, I, I think figure so. out what's going to so. happen in the That's show. Probably what it is. <laughs> I think so. All right. We'll keep 100%. it moving. Um, I do want to say again, and I, I have to say every episode, you should listen to the Better Call Saul Insider podcast. They don't always cover everything that happens in the show. Like they just get caught up in little, like one scene they'll talk about the whole, but they do give you a lot of great production stuff. And one of the things I wanted to mention for those that didn't listen is that they said that they took the that big um, tanker that Nacho hid in, in the oil, right, from his episode, mm -hmm. and they repurposed that and turned it into part of the sewer and where Lalo is hanging out. That's all built on a soundstage. Oh, wow. So wow. they took the tanker, brought it into this sound stage, broke it down, and turned it into that. Because um, even when they were going through the sewer, I was like, wait a second, does it even rain in Albuquerque? Like, what are they have sewers like this? And it turns no, out- It's pretty clean yeah, for a sewer. Yeah. And they, it turns out they do not have sewer, like big sewers like that. I guess, I mean, they have a sewer system, but I guess it's not a large- big like axle- they just have one, and it's right in front of the laundry. <laughs> yeah, it's right in front of the laundry. <laughs> so that's the only one. But that was a yeah. that was a uh, that was a little point that I wanted to make is that just the stuff that they do when you and that brings me to I wanted to mention when they were when they had to redo the uh, photographs and Kim was kind of directing them. And she had to, that whole scene, that was some funny stuff. And I like that stuff when they include that in the show, even though at the same time in this particular instance, I was kind of like, it was a little bit excruciating because I didn't want them to succeed. 
I, did, did anyone else feel like that while you were watching this episode that you wanted somehow them to get interrupted and not do this? She was in the shot. Um, actually, even though I don't, I didn't want Howard to get ha- everything happened to what happened to Howard. I, I was rooting for them to get the, the photos done. That's the filmmaker in me. I was rooting. I was really rooting for them to get the shot. I felt like this was the most engaging part of the whole Howard plan was that whole scene with them taking the pictures in the park. Yeah, it was, it was fun to watch, but I just, I, I loved know, it. It was kind of sad. The thing though they really capture, and I love the process and all the shots in this, like the guy with uh, picking up the shopping cart, you know, who acts as the, the um, what was he calling it? Not the moderator. I keep on forgetting what that's called. Mediator. Mediator, thank you. Mediator. The mediator. That was just a great mediator. shot of him practicing his lines while he's pushing the cart. Like, I really do oh, love yeah. when they take the time to do that. And they love showing the process of filmmaking. I really... This show really, so much of it is self-referential and about like filmmakers making reference to what they're doing, especially that part when Kim is all the way back because they have to be there to get the shot and she's yelling at him. She's like, (laughs) do it like this and how they're blocking it. And Keith, I know you were probably having just shot your movie like, and me have done directing so many things like that. Just how it can take a big scene can be simple. Like if everyone gets it, but then one stupid little thing like that can throw it uh, off when you're not thinking about the like camera. D- yeah. Like a dog barking when, yeah. when you're trying to shoot uh, an important scene and then you break for lunch, the dog doesn't bark and then you come back to shoot and the dog, dog starts barking <laughs> again. Yeah. And you can't find where the dog is. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, but like, you know, this stuff, when I see, I've always been into the behind the scenes stuff, but the tribute this show has done to independent filmmaking, everyone, Vince Gilligan, everyone at some point was in this position, starting their career or being a student and trying to film stuff with a limited crew and different things. Yeah. And, and it just, it it, 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 it like gives me a nice smile and a little cool little chill. I'm like, ah, I love the fact that they're not like, Hey, we're big time now. No, they're showing the stuff. And I bet you some of those stories you know, those little bits are probably from writers or, you know, producers, whoever, who, you know, bring this stuff up from the past. Oh, one time we were shooting, you know, and, and, and just like even that scene when when J.J. Abrahams over there is looking is, you know, talking about the uh, equipment and being such an asshole. Oh, dude, the, the XL1. Students. Yeah, I didn't have the XL1. Yeah. I had. Um, that was big back then. Yes, it was. I that was more expense. Yeah, I had a PD one fifty. That, that <laughs> See, there you go. And, and but but it just I was a little mad at Saul though in that the fact that he didn't realize he should show the uh, that the the judge the fake judge was blocking the shot and not showing the uh, package right. I thought I thought Saul would be more into it. Uh, and, and know what's going on, but uh, that's yeah. that's besides the point. I also thought <laughs> that the angle. I, I'll, I'll I'll comment on this as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> the if you're gonna go through all the trouble, okay, of doing this, 
Why is this shot so straight on? That is not good filmmaking. No, like no camera guy would ever want to be or gal would ever want to be. Let's put it. Let's do like what I would always call uh, a, a a high school picture style pit where it's like straight. You know, you always want to turn <laughs> to an angle, right? Like they had the leaf in front of it too, which I thought was which, very which was cool. good. That, but that the fact good. that it was still kind of like just straight was bothered me a little bit i thought you always want to do a little caddy corner i'm a freak about everything had to be caddy corner that was like a kubrick thing too if you watch his films everything's like in the angle but uh that was just me kind of like yeah. how we're, we're staring at matt right now caddy yeah. corner, you know caddy corner everybody should be staring at me caddy corner by the way heath uh, I know you expect me as a music expert to be able to tell you exactly that that was uh, that Gus's music. No, I don't have any clue. Uh, <laughs> I just, it, 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 I think it's the music in his, in, in, in his store. I, 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 cause that's what, when he goes, ah, oh, well played chicken man or, or fuck you chicken man. <laughs> there's, one, there, there's one satellite subscription chicken service man. that of, of elevator music <laughs> that everybody subscribes to. That's what it is. It's just they're all playing See, the same satellite station. I thought I honestly thought that it was an F you to Lalo if he called Hector. Like I'm watching, you know, I'm always around. I'm playing my chicken music in the thing. But Love I don't it. know. It's, it. It, yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> that's my musical analysis. I like Keith it. doesn't play keys. Oh, speaking of which, we actually have a musical analysis from Matt that's going to be on. At the end of the show. Oh, nice. I'll tag it at the end. Matt sent it to me yesterday. I was like, that's awesome, dude. That's 7 a.m.? Or did you send it to you at 7 a.m.? <laughs> I don't know what time it was. All right. Oh, okay. what, does anyone else have anything that they want to chat about? Well, we chatted a little bit about Lalo. Uh, we chatted about Jim and Kimmy. Uh, we talked a little bit about Howie. Um where we oh, just the, I called the going. PI. That oh, yeah, Jimmy. I called that. I called Yay. it. Yeah. I'm just so happy I called something right yeah. for once. Now, that, um, I do have to say, uh, Heath, you texted me after you finished watching it and you were like, mm -hmm. I will never question this show again. It all worked out perfectly. Do you really had a little bit of a change of heart? Because the last couple of episodes, you were a little bit frustrated by. Yeah, no, I am. Uh, um, I I am in the Gina camp of. I felt. I mean, you know my thing. Smuggling Nacho out of Mexico would have been much better for me than all this Howard stuff. Um, but. <sighs> Yeah, because I enjoyed the this midseason finale so much, it it had more weight because we saw the evolution of it, and it, it kind of like I was afraid that this finale wasn't going to be that good, and I was worried. That was my big thing of wasting time with so. Now the lot I still the Lalo the the freaking protractor and ice or whatever the heck that thing is. That whole that whole intro still pisses me off, um, and I I don't think the Lalo stuff, him going to Germany and stuff was executed. It was done. It was shot well and stuff like that. But I I, I felt like we were missing something there, and we could have seen more of that. Um, but because of the result, 
of what they gave us. I, 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 I've scaled back a little bit in my disappointment and my yawning and realized like, you know what? All right. I got to have faith in these guys because they haven't, you know, they're really good at what they do. And, you know, I just, I just, I guess, and again, it might be the stigma too of it's the final season, you know, and I just want things to happen, but I realized things do happen in this show, but it's, this show is slow. I mean, at least for the first several seasons, it's a slow show um, and in its way. And it's, you know, a lot of long shots, a lot of detail. I just thought in that one episode, they got a little too cutesy with, hey, we can do this. But having said that, with this midseason finale, um, I, yeah, I, I've scaled back like 50% and been like, you know what? I'm just going to trust these guys and enjoy the ride uh, because, you know, I don't get too critical. I mean, I have things I like and I don't like, but it just, I, that one episode just bugged me. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. we got to show Kim's face and coffee. That's cool. But like, can we, can we get on with it? And so I'm just kind of like, you know, under a rock and a hard, a hard place. Oh, hard um, on. Okay. I don't know what you were saying yeah. there. Wasn't that, wasn't that like 16 candles or something? Talking about that the, was a, I don't know the rocks. Yeah, that was a it was a it was a quote from Sixteen Candles. Oh. So that's why I said it. Oh yes, Sixteen. The Japanese candles. guy. Yeah. Matt. So that's that, I, I was making a major quote. Oh, oh well, I'm sorry. Um, I no, was no, just no. going to ask. I would like. I like what you're saying, Heath, and I feel what you're saying. I wonder. Gina talked a bit about it. What did you feel, Matt? How do you feel? about the um the kind of the prolonged nature and the concentration on the howard stuff uh overall how these kind of seven episodes felt to you that's a good question axel i don't think that any person who makes a television show unless you know you're kind of in the same situation that damon and carlton were where they were being made to make 24 episodes a season has ever had any intention of somebody coming away from watching their show saying, well, nothing happened. (laughs) That doesn't mean that that people aren't entitled to their opinion, but I just always find every episode of any television show, if it's being made, then to me, it has some kind of validity, especially in a serialized show like this one, where you're just moving, uh, at, and I admittedly at a very slow pace sometimes, but to me, that makes you savor the big moments even more. Uh, but that's just me. That's the way that I take on it. And I loved all of the little Easter eggs. And I, I, you know, there's plenty of good, great podcasts out there and you guys have done it. They can name all of those things, which I can't, but I can just remember seeing things like just, just seeing the, the vacuum cleaner uh, shop card in the vet's book and just little things like that going, Oh, wow. That's so cool. And everything. And forget that, you know, we spent 20 minutes watching a pair of shoes walk half, you know, down a sidewalk, that kind of stuff (laughs) never bothers me. Um, But that's just the way that I feel about these particular things. I've been on you guys for, I don't know how many years about explosions and and stuff, you know, me and Donald started ganging up on a couple of you that at one point and you came right back at us with like, well, you know, I'm investing my time to watch this show so I can understand that, that viewpoint. I just, I never, I never see anything as being slow or fast. I just see it as being good storytelling or bad storytelling. 
So did you feel that this was good storytelling through these seven episodes? I did. I absolutely did. Um, I felt like that what all of this investment in Howard led up to was an excellent payoff in his shocking death. And not so much the fact that he was going to die, but just the fact that, you know, it happened in that way. I think that all of this stuff on Kim and especially these questions that Howard is asking them at, at when he, when he confronts them, he is a representation of the audience. Why doesn't, why do Jimmy and Kim do these things? And I actually feel more empathy for Kim at the end of that through some parts of the season, the way she was pushing Jimmy, I was kind of like, Oh no, please let's not turn Kim into another Skyler. Let's, let's not do that. And, uh, then it just became a thing of when you see those little elements of her mother and how her mother essentially performing scams affected her, you would think that she would go the opposite way, but maybe that's the only endearing thing about her mom that she can take with her. Mm -hmm. And that's where her attachment uh, to these kind of scams is. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, and I think in many ways, like the, with the Duran Duran song, it's becomes a reflex, you know, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, that's the thing is, and I like what you said, man. I, I re, I mean, I love this show and I do think that the Howard thing paid off and damn, it makes you like Keith was saying about spending a, a month or a year in the uh, guest room. They, they did a good job of getting a little bit deeper into Howard, not overdoing it. Um, I still wonder if we're going to see his wife again. Like you don't mm -hmm. cast her for nothing. We know that actress, right? Like we've seen her in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Sandrine so, Holt. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like she's going to have to come back. Um, and I like, uh, or maybe she just wanted, she just did a cameo. Just true. To, you know, that's possible too. They, that, that mm -hmm. is possible. Or it could be the fallout of his death. That could be mm. a few scenes in an episode where she's notified and I don't know. Ooh. Could investigate it. Ooh, will Jimmy and Kimmy have enough gall <laughs> to go to Howard's funeral? Oh, they might have to. Yeah, mm. yeah. Be what yeah. an awkward scene that one's going to be. Yeah, that's great. You know, and that could, call, that could, that's a great call, Matt, because that could be a scene where you know maybe Kim is 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 doing okay. And, you know, maybe seeing his wife and everything could, you know, could break. She could really break down. I mean, there's all these options there, how the funeral itself could affect them. And maybe that's the moment where she admits we caused this. Mm. You know, I mean, it's just it depends where the writers are going to go with this. But it, it, it that, that is a oh, my God, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think stuff like that and, you know, echoing what you were saying, Matt. And you were saying too, Heath, about this show. Um, I think sometimes the way I've described it is in 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 other shows like Game of Thrones or other bigger shows, so Wire, all these kind of different shows, we get used to someone dying or getting shot or killed or some kind of uh, someone breaking the law in some way, right? That mm -hmm. uh, or crossing a line in some way. But in many seasons of this show. It's simply been something like the way that Chuck treats Jimmy, 
right? Like a line that's said, or as we find out now, like, you know, um, Howard taking away Kim's office, right? Like that kind of stuff that becomes so meaningful, the little things that become so meaningful. And that's why it play. This show does so well play into little Easter eggs and things. One thing I do want to bring up, Andy texted me that his friend Joey, shout out to Joey. Joey Tribbiani. I'm, hey, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, he said, um, Joey said, in case anybody missed it or is interested, Howard's brain definitely splattered all over a painting. The back of that painting is the same one Kim and Jimmy storyboarded all of their Howard scam on. I was thinking of this when I said that earlier, so give credit mm -hmm. to him. The one with all the post-it notes on the back. But further, that same painting is also seen being taken out of the house in the opening shot of the season. Ooh. Oh. And he... Joey questions, why would Saul have kept the painting after that? <laughs> like, what the fuck? But I guess... A reminder. Yeah, I don't a know. reminder. It's, that's like crazy, but you, it is... That's another one of those... They mentioned that. We mentioned that early on, that they said, if you look at that first scene, you're going to see a bunch of things that are going to happen later. Right. So, that's pretty That'll cool. be fun, a fun scene to go watch after the show's complete. Yes. And really frame by yeah. frame i mean probably wouldn't do that now but um in the lost days we probably would have uh, but oh, uh definitely yeah no it's just it's it's very interesting and uh, the, i had yeah. i have another one wow. another uh another write-in here from our friend reginald thank you for the email he says mike tells gus that lalo is coming for him while gus is surrounded by children and he said the way they staged it, and once he and he actually sent the picture, and if you remember, it reminded of when Bush was told about the attacks on 9-11. Remember mm. that? Mm. Yeah, I do, actually. It's kind of interesting. I wonder if they thought about that. Like this significant mm. like this big deal, or like that that thing with Gus. I like that little scene. Any scene with Gus is awesome. He's so awesome. But uh, I like that little scene because we see so much of that in Breaking Bad, right? Where Gus is has so ingratiated himself into the community. Right. Like that's such a big part of what he does, right? And how people know him. Because he's so, he's, I guess we're seeing like more of the beginnings of that. He's obviously already done it, but we get to see more of that. That's cool. All righty. What else anybody got? Anybody, Gina, you got anything else you want to chat about? Um, I don't, but I think it was Bill Kava posted something about the time on Lalo's car. Like it was like 4.09 in the morning maybe, and or maybe it was 4.06. I don't know, but he, he went back and watched that episode of Better Call Saul. And it was one where Kim tells Jimmy just to leave her alone. I don't know if that's like a, a oh, yes. or not like a foreshadowing type of thing. Mm. There was also on that New Mexico license plate. I want to say it was like, there was a number five and a number eight in that. And so I don't know if there's also something in season five, episode eight to look back at as another. Oh, this Easter is, egg, I'm, but... look, I'm looking at it right now. It's four Oh two. 
And in oh, episode okay. season four, episode two, Howard ex- executes Chuck's will. Jimmy gets screwed. Howard asks Kim, what can I do? Kim with a broken arm says, just stay away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty deep. That's a pretty deep dive there, Bill Kava. I don't know about that one, but I like it. Hey, Bill Kava <laughs> does a lot of deep diving in his day. Hey, so. he's a Jersey boy. He knows what's up. Solo, what else you got? Um, I just I'm just laughing laughing at my notes. I put sandpaper instead of sandpiper. But, um, <laughs> other than that, um, no, I, you know I don't think I don't think I, I think we handled we handled. I think we covered everything uh, that I have. I mean, it was again, it was you know um, great episode and um, you know Lalo seat. He created to poop. I love it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, I'm looking forward to the second half. Uh, how did many, you guys notice? Oh, go ahead, Axel. No, I was, I was just going to say, did anyone else, because Bill Kava also posted when Jimmy was running down the, the street with the, uh, with the photos, did anyone else get scared? He was going to have a heart attack while he was like, oh. that's what caused the, every time he does something strenuous oh, in this show. Now I'm thinking, is this when the heart attack happened? I wish they just tell us what scene it was. Well, yeah. if they just finished this episode and yeah, that's right. true. You know, it, it, that was probably, well, they probably, shot the stuff. I think, you know, that the finishing oh, is maybe. more so of the post production. Post, yeah. But, but they probably also had to take a pretty big break from filming yes, just they did. for his recovery. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I still believe it happened before they shot uh, Ray Seahorn's episode she directed where Howard, I mean, uh, Jimmy is dressed as Howard. I think it was before that. I just, cause I, he did look a lot skinnier in that episode. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of my philosophy. It happened somewhere around that time, but wow. I could be wrong. I guess it would be distracting. They don't want to exactly tell, or maybe they, you know, they just don't want it. Maybe afterwards they'll mention it on the breaking on the, uh, uh, better call Saul insider podcast. They'll tell us. Yeah. Or it might be such a emotional thing that they may just, yeah let it go you know which he's joking I know about it though he's every time i oh, see him is? on oh, something okay. he's okay. yeah he's like okay. i had a heart attack I, he was on i don't remember well that's like that's his person that that's his yeah. person i mean bob odenkirk i mean dating back to you know early to his, his writing you know comedy i mean he's just one of those guys yep. just a nice guy and funny guy so good for him yeah glad he glad he was all right thank god definitely um Matthew, what about you? You got anything else you want to chat about? No, nah, not really. I mean, you say sandpaper, I say sandpiper. <laughs> say, you say Lalo, I say Lalo. Let's call the whole thing off. You say Kim, I say Kim. Jimmy, oh, no. Actually, Jim, Neil Diamond and Saul. <laughs> Uh, Salamanca. <laughs> Let's go. Sweet Salamanca. Oh, man. No, I thought it was a great episode. I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying what they're giving us. And they really are in full, like, Breaking Bad mode here, you know? This isn't just a show about 
just like little emotions and glances and feelings between brothers and such anymore, right? Like this is, he's, they're in it deep. What the hell's going to happen next? I just, I really would like him to live. That's something that I would like to see happen. Um, and I'm interested to see what the kind of arc is of what's left and how much of Gene is in it. Cause I think we all want like Gene stuff because it's kind of cool and interesting. And it, right. in a way it takes us out into something that's just, you know, just Jimmy. And if they expand it, I think that could be kind of cool. You don't think this is going to happen, Gina. You poo pooed this when I keep on talking about Kim being in Nebraska. I mean, if these two learned anything, isn't it that they're not good for each other? <laughs> One would hope. I, I, I just don't True. think she would go back to a place she's lived before if she's in hiding, especially for him. I just think it's, that's not what you do if you have to disappear. <laughs> you don't go back to where you might run into someone that knows you. Maybe she doesn't have to. You know what I'm saying? That is a possibility that somehow Kim is able to extradite herself without having to hide or anything. And then just, she, she just goes back home. It's possible. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I guarantee I'm predicting that we're going to see, because if they're going to really hammer the gene storyline, not having Kim in that storyline, I don't know, unless if they're just doing one episode, maybe not, but if they're going to do multiple episodes, I think she, whether, you know, and it could be, it could be even Jean looking through a window and seeing her with a new family or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, with Nacho, uh, that's my hope, but I don't yeah, think Yeah, yeah. Sure. Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho's twin brother? Does Nacho oh. have a twin brother? Holy cow. She, uh, that would be funny. All right, people. It's been a great night. It's Solo's birthday. Happy birthday, Solo. Did you have a nice, fun podcast tonight? It was a very fun podcast. Thank you. And Gina, Matt, thank you for coming on. It was, it's always nice to have familiar voices, familiar faces, and familiarity. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you for coming on. And uh, Matt. Yes, sir. You are going to be covering Obi-Wan Kenobi? I will be covering the music for that. Actually, I'm going to be covering a ton of shit. I don't know how. What to... are you covering, though? <laughs> Not just the music. Uh, for Obi-Wan Kenobi, only the music. Most of the okay. stuff that I do for Double P, that's at the word double the letters PHQ on Twitter. Most of the stuff that I do for them is just their musical stuff. They will have me on when Babylon Berlin comes out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they will have me on, I, I think, back and forth on, on some other things. I'll probably do music for uh, the new season of Only Murders in the Building, if there's any music to discuss. And uh, other than that, I am doing a ton of stuff that i shouldn't be doing at the same time like house of the dragon is coming in august and i'll be covering that and lord of the rings rings of power is coming in september and i'm covering that at the same time so um what little have hair i have left will be 
definitely pulled out by the time we get to, you know, say November, which is probably uh, we're hoping at least when Wheel of Time will pick back up. And yes. I'll be doing that yeah. as well Ooh, as cool. House, uh, uh, His Dark Materials. We're expecting that to come to HBO in, in November. So Holly and I will be covering that. It's just crazy, man. Don't don't expect me to have any sanity <laughs> left like I had any sanity left before. But, yeah, you know, you're going to do I'm, Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon at the same time. I'm telling you, I'm a glutton for oh. punishment, man. I am glutton for How punishment. How are you going to keep track that's of a, that? That's a double S, yeah. Matt. That's, that's going to be hard S. to keep track double of because it's both like... Shit, shit. Oh. <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> shit, shit. I did too much. I'm doing too much. Interview with the vampire. Come on. <gasps> I saw that. Yes. Oh, I'm very interesting and interested in that. Oh, nice. man. Yeah. And we, of course, have Westworlds coming up. Um that will be before Better Call Saul comes back. That's June 26th, the week of June 26th. Before nice. then, I'm going to be doing a um, kind of catch-up pod with Justin and Andy. You're welcome to come on, Gina, because, Gina, you're going to be podcasting okay. Westworld with us, too. Yeah. And um, I'm going to be doing a, a way back Lost-style jump on whoa, whoa. and do a live youtube show immediately after westworld ends for all eight episodes justin and i are going to do that he asked me to come on and i was like sure and then i'll throw it up on the feed as well so we'll be doing that you'll be able to see my mug sitting in the garage i'll probably not be lit well maybe i'll get one of those lights that's like a circle so i look all pretty Ring light, ring, ring light? light. Yeah, but I probably won't. <laughs> um, influencer, an inf yes, an influencer. Um, oh, Axel the influencer, Axel the influencer. But uh, we're going to be doing that. That's fun, and many different Westworld shows. And then we'll be back doing this show, and then we'll be back with podcast Winterfell doing House of the Dragon. Hopefully, you'll come on too, Matt. I would love to chat with us, baby. Yes, definitely. You guys. You guys come on before the dragon as well. Awesome. I want yeah. you there. That would be fun. Oh. Are you planning on doing any like direct after shows or anything like that with that? Or how many shows you think you're going to do? Oh my goodness, Axel. Uh, as many as I can manage, which currently is one. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, I can't, I can't even make any promises to, to the audiences of the podcast right now. Cause I'm kind of like, well, there's, 10 billion things going on like a job and all this other stuff. So uh, I'm, I guarantee unlike the many, many other times that this people who listen to this podcast have heard me bail on 20 things at the same time. I will not bail on any of these shows. I just may not be able to give you the complete coverage that you want. Well, Hey man, yeah, you well. didn't cover Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the only, the only yeah. thing that I, yeah, we did. We sure did. God. <laughs> JJ Lalo like Abrahams. <laughs> yeah, Abraham. I, it sounds like Abraham, <laughs> Lalo yeah. Abrahams. Oh my God. That's our new, uh, was it Alan Smithy, Axel? Yeah. You don't want your name to be yep. out. Lalo Abrahams. No, the one, the one show that I, well, we had so many shows come out, but the one show I regret not covering is Shining Girls. Talk about, you know, theories and the interest and, everything two worlds coming together i just that was one show i wish i uh, was more on my radar 
and I would have pressured Axel to cover it. But well, we can um, do another during this break solo. I mean, I got a month until Westworld starts up, and knock. Mm-hmm. We're only going to do like one, or maybe I don't know how many preview shows you're going to do before a season. So. I right. think we could dip into. Sh- I'd like. I thought the last episode. Have you, Gina and Matt? Have you been watching Shining Girls? You have know, not. I I haven't been because um, my smart TV is too old to get Apple TV on it, uh. Apple Station. So I have been meaning to just like watch it from because I did have to get a new Apple computer. So I'm like, I should just watch it from there. Cause it's got a really good sound system, but um, mm. yeah. So no, I haven't. And it's kind of killing me cause I am an Elizabeth Moss fan. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think you would love this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, heard some good things. So yeah, it's, it's like, I, I'm like dying to talk about it. And we did a little bit on our catch up TV pod, but I'm just like, this was meant for us, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, ah, that's why I'm really, um, I would definitely call it, covering season two of yellow jackets oh yes uh, that that's a must that's a must yeah so obsessed with that yeah. show yep. yeah yeah jumping and do that were you a yellow jackets fan matt that was did you nice watch that? uh the extent of my showtime watching has been um check the app every once in a while and then go away i i really haven't and and i'm All i'm right. astounded what is this apple tv you guys are talking about i don't have any idea what that is I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you know what? For like two I seconds. I was trying to think of something funny seconds. to say. <laughs> well, remember, do they, is those still exist? Those little, remember the Apple TV you had to buy? Yes. You know, is, I'm assuming that's gone and you just No, have the they app still now sell now them. They definitely still sell what them. What are they for? Oh, for people who don't have. Well, it's like a streaming TV? box, like a Roku or a yeah, okay, a, a okay Amazon okay. Fire, whatever. Yeah, because like twelve years ago, whatever was pretty popular. Yeah, 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 okay. definitely. That's the only one I have. The Amazon Fire and a little Roku one. The Roku is really the best because both the the um, Apple TV and the Amazon just try to sell you Apple and Amazon stuff, whereas the Roku is just like here's your channels. That's it. Yeah. I have a Roku TV, which I love. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Roku's great. It's great. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, look at that, everybody. We got a little bonus TV talk at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Axel always loves the little bonus at the end. And he's thinking, <laughs> can I cut it up and make it a new pod or no? Nah, that's it for this one, man. All right. Well, we had a great show. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Gina. Solo, of course. It's always a pleasure your birthday we're gonna be back the week of july 11th we'll be back can't wait to see what happens in the rest of this final season of better call saul till then peace out listen to me i'm a philosopher <laughs> <laughs>